When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back for another video. In this video, we'll look at the best FPL transfers to make for game week 7 and over the next 5 game weeks, projected points are courtesy of FPL Review. Now that we're accumulating solid data of 6 game weeks played, I wanted to run through the data tables tool in Scout's members area and why it's so powerful. You can create your own tables with hundreds of stats available to choose from. However, all the data I mentioned in my videos comes from my tables and I've made them all public for you. Go to the public stats tables area and search FPL Focal. You'll see positions, XG, XGC and some other useful tables. It's honestly a game changer to tailor them how you want. It's one of the many tools you get as a member. Click the link in the description below to become a member now. It's a double game x7 so we're going to talk about that plenty as well. So let's start off with the goalkeepers. It's a double gaming for Burnley and Luton. Burnley are away to Newcastle and then they've got Luton. Luton are away to Everton and home to Burnley. As such, Kaminsky and Traff are the top of the keeper projections this week. Is it worth spending a transfer there? This probably depends on a few factors. First of all, are you actually in a luxury position where there's nowhere better to spend a transfer this week? Secondly, something to ask yourself is, is this actually a player you want to be starting beyond the double game week? Luton's long-term fixtures are pretty poor, Burnley's a little bit better. Historically, these double game weeks involving lower league teams have had the potential to be traps and massively disappoint. This season, Burnley and Luton are 14th and 15th for minutes per expected goal involvement. However, you might be eyeing up a wildcard in game week 9 or 10, so that's also a factor. There are a few fixture swings then, which makes it a good week, and therefore it is an opportunity to take a short-term punt before the wildcard. If you're a Pickford owner, he's actually joint top with the double gimmick keepers excluded. He's playing home to Luton. Gimmick 6 perhaps marked a turning point for the Toffees, defeating Brentford 3-1 away. Again, no clean sheet for Pickford, but an impressive result. There's actually good clean sheet potential this week, perhaps the best he'll actually have all season. Newcastle were home to Burnley next game week. Pope also projected 4.2, but he's ahead of Pickford over the next five. Two clean sheets on the bounce in the league for Newcastle. They also look to have turned the corner defensively. Pope therefore really good long term option, however he might actually get better value with a cheap keeper and then go with a cheap Newcastle defender like Botman or Byrne. That's basically one mil saved over going with Pope and a 4.5 mil defender. So Ariola's seen a second price rise, now 4.2 mil. Still a great pick, particularly if you're in a wild card. Looking longer term using Scout's fixture ticker tool, Ariola and Trafford actually rotate very well. If Turner can keep his spot, he also rotates well with Ariola. On to defenders, let's talk double gaming defenders first. So we've made the point about how these double gaming can be a trap. Realistically, what are their clean sheet chances? For both teams, it probably comes down to their second fixture. You'd imagine Everton probably score home to Luton and Newcastle probably score home to Burnley. So you count on that second game when they face one another. Which double gaming defender is the best then? 
The answer has to be Kabore. He's been the most attacking of them all, and he's got his first return of the season last match, winning a penalty that Morris buried. Only 0.8 expected goal involvement over the season, which is still poor relatively speaking, but if you want a double game with defender, he's the standout and he's still only 4 mil. He's come off early three times this season, which could actually be a good thing. No substitutions before 60 minutes. All his subs so far have been after, so there's actually a fair chance of a bank clean sheet as well. So let's talk about Newcastle. Unbelievable result to close the gaming, defeating Sheffield United 8-0 away. A new Premier League record as well with 8 different players scoring. A clean sheet and attacking returns from Trippier, Botman and Byrne. This one was absolutely brutal if you had no Newcastle defenders, myself included. Botman scoring his first Newcastle goal, Byrne scoring his second Newcastle goal, all in the same game. Trippier with 3 assists as well. So they've got Burnley, West Ham, Crystal Palace and Wolves in their next 4. Four decent fixtures, so if you're a non-owner, it's something to pay attention to. Comparing the next five projections of Cher and the double gimmick defenders, it really underlines what a short-term punt Luton and Burnley are. It's also worth noting that over the next two, the Newcastle defenders are also projected to score higher than the double gimmick defenders, let alone next five. Burnley and Botman both miss out on the projections this week purely because of the double gimmick, but both great picks. Another defender that doesn't appear here but deserves a mention is Cash. 28 points so far this season which makes him the 5th top scoring defender and Villa have got a great run of fixtures ahead now. So Trippy is top on the projections, is he worth 6.6 mil? Right now he's the highest ceiling defender in the game, it's a lot to pay for him though and it depends what you can do with that money if you could save 2 mil on Burn or Botman. If that lets you sell Martinelli for Sun for example, a move like that is worth considering as well. If you've got Chilwell, it was his second benching in a row, he's an absolute sell now. You just need to find 0.8 mil to fund Trippier and it's definitely worth a minus 4. Right, let's look at midfielders then. So many good options this season, but getting the points from the right players in the right order has proved tricky at times. One player who's not required any time in his Salah, returning in every game with 3 goals 4 assists after 6 games. He tops the mids this week, Liverpool away to Spurs on Saturday. He's unbelievably far ahead on the next 5 projections, so if you're wildcarding now or in the next few weeks, he's basically a must-have. He's actually only scored one goal from open play, with two coming from the penalty spot, but nonetheless he has to be in your team. If you've already wildcarded and you don't have him, then put together a plan for getting him. If you can't get him this week, then Game Week 9 looks like a great slot, which is when they're home to Everton, and then home to Forest, and then away to Luton. Rashford with a disappointing blank last game week, Bruno scored a class volley to win the game for United. The week before it was Rashford who returned, the Bruno blanked. They're home to Palace and they're both high on the projections this week, so they're both a hold, unless you're clearing one of them out for Salah. So after an 8-0 loss, Sheffield United clearly a team to target. They actually registered a worst expected goals conceded than Luton in the Championship last season. They're away to West Ham, so Bowen's high on the projections and he's one to consider. He's 7.1 mil which is pretty cheap and West Ham have got good long term fixtures themselves. What's going to be tricky for many of us is fitting Sun, Salah and Haaland into a well rounded team, especially if you're looking at Trippier as well. A brace for Sun with well taken chances against Arsenal. If you don't own him then it's fine to avoid this week with them playing Liverpool. But in game week 8 they face Luton and game week 9 they face Fulham. It's a pair of fixtures that are almost impossible to ignore. However you might be alright with Madison and not Sun or vice versa. A couple of blanks on the bounce from Bumo now after a strong start to the season. However, Brentford faced Forrest this game week, he's still an excellent FPL pick, no need to rush to sell. On to the forwards, and it's actually Morris top across all players in the league with 7.2 points projected, Haaland's close behind second on 6.9. 
One thing worth bearing in mind is his two goals this season came from the penalty spot, which isn't a reliable source of points. It's a nice feather to have in the cap of an FPL asset, so to speak, but you want them to be putting up good numbers outside of penalties, and that's not been the case for Morris so far. 0.94 non-penalty XG, which ranks 57th in the league. In other words, after five games played, he's not taken shots of enough quality to have expected to score once in terms of XG, 0.94 non-penalty XG. He's racked up 0.44 expected assists, so he does have a bit of assist potential. But again, if you're iron up a game at 9 or 10 wildcard, then he's perhaps a reasonable short-term punt. Or perhaps if you've got a third forward like Mubama, who's not playing, then you could afford to upgrade him and then bench Morris after that. That's an option as well. Unfortunately, Foster serves the last game of his suspension against Newcastle, so it's basically a single gaming for him. He returns for the looting game. The transfer curse continued last week then. Alvarez was the most transferred in player last week. 1.3 million new owners. And he came off early for a one-pointer before 60 minutes. No cause for panic though. Rodri's red card basically changed the game completely. Doku was also sacrificed early. He took two decent shots and as every chance he returns had that game remained 11 v 11. Looked like it could have easily ended up 4-0 but instead City's priority was to see the game out a man down at 2-0. As a reminder, there's League Cup fixtures Tuesday and Wednesday ahead of Gameweek 7, a lot of Premier League teams evolved midweek. One other player to talk about is Watkins, who is a great transfer this week. He'd been putting up good numbers all season but failing to find the back of the net, but against Chelsea finally got his goal. Again a great run of games ahead for Villa and he's slightly ahead of Alvarez over the next 5 projections, but obviously 0.9 mil more. It's close between him and Alvarez for the best striker to pair of Haaland. However, a front three is also a good option, but given how stacked the midfielders have been, it's hard to find room. Saka, Madison, Salah, Bumo's son, Bowen, etc. All really good picks, and some of them are cheaper. Strikers are all about confidence, and now Watkins has netted, he could easily hit a run of form with the upcoming fixtures, not one to overlook. So that concludes this video. Thanks for watching, and if it was helpful, hit like and subscribe for more FPL content to come this week. See you soon for the next one. Podcast Network.